When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sure. Get rid of that later. Yeah, but I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm definitely excited for this project and I'm so stoked that you came on too. Cause, uh, this has been fun. Kind of feels like life is like a bit more of a breather. So more people are like able to talk, wanting to talk, just yeah. sharing but thoughts. I'm, so, and because I'm unemployed, which I'm unemployed too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Well, you know, you were so cool to talk to on the plane, you know, like I'm, I'm that guy, you know, on the plane when, you know, like, people right. go, oh my God, this guy's going to talk to me the whole <laughs> flight. And, and then, uh, I don't know. I said, I was like, I was, t- I was going to test the waters and I know, I can't remember what the joke was, but I said some joke that was pretty, you know, you could have, you could have either shut it down and it, uh, you, you laughed. So I was like, okay, we're, we're good. We're good. We're good. Right. I, I was kind of like hesitant too, because, um, well, actually I, I can't remember the joke, but I do remember you had like M&Ms in one spot, like a drink in one spot and then something else in one spot. And I remember like whatever broke the ice with the joke or whatever. I was like, do you have ADHD too? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah because we all had like both of us had like 10 things around us and it was like yeah. okay cool like we're in the same like energy right now it's cool yeah. <laughs> how's your um how's the music going so music is good I actually just finished one other song it's kind of been one of these things where like I guess with any type of creativity you know you sit back for a while and then you're like beating so- yourself up you're like god I need to like do that but then every time you would do it, it's like, oh, this is like, I'm not feeling inspired or whatever it was. So I was like, okay, I'm going to put my energy towards other projects right now. And so then maybe a week ago, I just sat down and I had one of those moments where I was up until like 5 a.m. and then finished a whole song. I was like, okay, it's back. But like, dang, I got to like figure out how to make this more sustainable. I, I, I totally hear you. Um, right. Like I went to college to get an art degree, you know, for like graphic art and painting and all that stuff. And then I didn't realize that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I would have thought uh, it was like, um, you know, straight into performance art. Uh, no, I, I was uh, I went to college basically to to wrestle in Ohio. Oh, okay. So I wrestled in Ohio and in, in college for three years. Okay. And, uh, and I was also taking art, uh, and, you know, I used to get picked on by the, by the older wrestlers. Cause I was spending so much time in the creative arts building. Oh, so you they, were a nerd. They thought I was some kind of fruiter or something. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't want them to think I was no fruiter. You know yeah, right. I ain't no fruiter. Uh, You've heard it here first. It's official. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I wasn't, you know, I wasn't in a place. I didn't. I wasn't in a place in my life where I would, could, you know, be okay with that. Gotcha. At the time, you know, I mean, I just didn't. No, I was from a small town in Ohio. You know, the only 
right. you know, we, we thought, uh, you know, Elton John was colorful. Um, right. It's um, a different time, you know, it's like different, like, I'm, I'm old, man, you know, you're not, not, old. Not, not like you, you're a young whoopersnapper still, but, uh, so anyway, you know, and I, I was partying a ton and drinking a ton and there were girls everywhere and parties everywhere. And so I, I just let my art degree go. Okay. But back to the initial point, like, you know, I still do my art now, but it comes and go like, it, you know, I have a lot of unfinished paintings and because... <laughs> 100%. I get bored because of my, you know, I'm like an artist with an AD with ADHD is, is a deadly cocktail. Welcome to the club. This is the club of ADHD artists. I feel you. Yeah. Like the land of misfit toys. 100%. I think I have about like three unfinished paintings myself right now. Yeah. Um, bunch of unfinished songs. And I think part of that, what was cool is I've trained my mind over the years, which I'm really proud of myself. It's like, I get almost like this, not like a drug addict, but it's like, when I finally finish it, it's like that dose of like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. This feels great. I did it. <laughs> yeah. And for once I actually completed something. Right. Oh, I, hold, hold on. Hello. Oh, hi. My, my wife just got home. Oh, usually, you're good. Usually the dogs go crazy. So. I um, actually closed the door because I've got two that do the same thing. So this is a safe space with the dogs you're kind barking. Of an anomaly, um, I think I feel because you oh. are like you're from Virginia, right? Is that right? Close, North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina. So yeah. you're an artist, but then and you 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 know just from what I've been witnessing on uh, social media, you you take your spirituality very seriously, which is cool. But then. But then you um, you also kind of have these really grounded political um, and social views. Oh, well, I actually really appreciate that because I try, you know, yeah, you're, you're like, a, you know, a fully realized person, it seems like. Wow, Eddie. <laughs> thank you. I yeah. really like, you know, because it's I no one has ever told me that. So thank you so much. And I definitely view myself as like a scattered person. <laughs> so really that like me, that's probably like the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. So thank you so much. Uh, you're like You're welcome. You're welcome. I mean, that's yeah. kind of like why, you know, we, we ended up, I mean, for me personally, yeah, yeah. like we ended up talking and then, you know, like when we actually got off the plane, it was like, you know, because yeah. you know, I fly a lot, you know, and you meet people, right. bro, you know, let's, you know, hook it up. And I'm like, yeah. And, and then, uh, <laughs> you know, so I'm glad and I'm, I'm happy for your success. And, and oh, I appreciate and, uh, that. All that stuff. Yeah. Thank you so much. I, you know, it's growing. I'm in that kind of phase where, um, and I, I feel like I'm going to have like maybe 12 points in this one sentence. Um, but it, I'm definitely in that part of my life where, I've been so scared to pursue what I've always wanted to and like been very people pleasy, very like nervous and just not wanting to offend or do the wrong thing or whatever it is. So I kind of feel like I, I finally found myself over the last couple of years and realized like, no, you know what? Like there's so much beauty in this world amongst all of the chaos and the madness. And sure, I can get into that too. But like, I just love talking to cool 
different people. And that's what I found about. So we, okay. Side note for everybody uh, listening. God, I don't even know when it was now, maybe like eight months or so, something like that. Right. Like almost a year ago. Um, this man right here happened to be my, uh, buddy in my aisle yeah yeah air dog (laughs) air dog and um I actually was in such like a a funky mood that day too like I had like a bunch of just thoughts that were unsettled and I was flying all day and so I really appreciate that you just kind of like brought this fresh air I was like wow like we get to talk uh, about a bunch of stuff going on in the world and like kind of just not to be punny but like air it out in the air um, and so we were on like a four or five hour flight and we were like talking the whole time. Like, I think we both just needed that. Like, let's just get everything that we've been thinking out. Um, yeah, I, rem- I remember you saying, you're like, you know, eh, I'm kind of in a, in a space, Yeah, which is, which is cool that you were willing to like tell, you know, basically a perfect stranger. stranger that, you know, you're in a space. So, you know, I mean, it says a lot about you and I guess it says something about me that you were willing to, you know. Yeah, I got the vibes. I was like, you know, like, who are you? What do you do? Like, you seem really cool. I love how you had like, I think what was happening too is that actually we got into this topic. I saw that you were drinking a Diet Coke. I was like, oh, sometimes like a Diet Coke is exactly what you need. So I was like, I'm going to order a diet Coke. And then we kind of got into this talk about like sobriety and yeah. yeah, And like finding a place with that. And I was like, Oh, I'm kind of like searching for that in myself with like, you know, I, I didn't find myself like a alcoholic or anything, but I was definitely like just drinking way too much during quarantine and like finding myself in this, like, I got to like something, something else is there. So yeah, we started talking about your journey of sobriety and how long has it been now? It's like 10 years. It's, uh, it'll be, excuse me, it'll be 22 in, um, in January. Congratulate. That is huge. I don't, me saying 10 years is literally not even half of it. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's 10 years, it's 21 years. It's one day. It's all, it's all the same, you know, it's right. It doesn't really matter. I've seen people with 30 years that have decided to go back and, and, you know, give it another try and then everything right. goes so yeah. yeah and and I think that's the thing as long as you're we're all aware like okay we know what could happen like with that and it's just like not worth it you know there's so much more yeah. stuff to experience yeah but anyway I want to I want to talk about you too because you are a very very cool person and uh, hilarious yeah. and I want other people to know who you are so um, if you give like a little bit of backstory, you know, what I could say is like, oh, this is the, the actor, Eddie right. McClintock, but like, who do you see yourself as? Uh, let's see. Um, like I said, I, I was a, a, you know, athlete and growing up, <clears throat> but at the same time I had my art. So I was taking a lot of art in high yeah. school um, and um I always loved film and television. My mom was kind of, uh, you know, a chronically depressed person. Mm. So I used to um, do impressions and stuff like that to get my mom to laugh. And uh, and uh, so I, you know, I was silly and it was like, like, you know, living back in Ohio again, like I, I'm an athlete. I'm an artist, 
I like, you know, I was like, I don't belong. I don't belong. And uh, so, um, and I was, you know, partying the, I was the, you know, I was the guy that when everyone else was passed out, I was kicking them going, you pussies, get up, pussy. <laughs> you know, and um, I moved to California to sell corp. I went to Wright State in Dayton. And as I said, I wrestled down there for three years. And then, um, and then I went goth. I love it. We all have a goth phase. Yeah. I also was a goth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My dad, I remember my, I come home and my dad's like, you know, because I I wanted to look like Trent Reznor. This is right when Pretty Hate Machine came out. Oops, sorry. You're good. Hold on. Oy. Sorry about that. You're totally fine. Uh, um. Uh, oh yeah. So. You know, uh, I, I came, you know, I, I quit wrestling and I kind of fell in with the arts crowd, you know, like I yeah. was like, let's give this a try. I was all I was always kind of a chameleon in that way, like, you know, still trying to find out who the heck I was, you know, like, am I am I jock guy? And if I am, do I need to be beating up people or am I artist guy and hanging out with the artists and smoking weed and. I never really beat up on uh, beating people up was never really my thing, but I did smoke a lot of weed and uh, I was uh, friends with the burnouts and the jocks. Yeah. So I would, I would kind of drift between the two crowds. And um, so uh, got a college degree uh, somehow I, after six years um, in business communications, whatever that Love is. Love it. Um, went through my, like, I, I guess it was more like a Chicago industrial phase than, than yeah. um, like goth, although I discovered The Cure and uh, Bauhaus and, you know, all those bands. Some uh, of the greats. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I came home and my dad took a look at me. I had, you know, black jet, jet black hair shaved on the side, long hanging down in front of my eyes. And my dad's like, hey, you're listening all darn nine foot spikes or whatever that band is and my dad's an old my dad well he was he, my dad just died a few weeks ago uh, so. i know i'm so sorry about uh, that thanks. i've been following yeah. your story yeah but my dad you know for 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 as old school as he was man he was just the coolest i mean he he's the reason that i have such a you know intense love of of music and stuff and uh yeah. So he didn't like it when I was listening to Nine Foot Spikes. And, um, <laughs> you know, he was like, what, are you gay now? And I'm like, yes, yes, I, I went gay. Um, and uh, so my, my uncle offered me a job selling corporate insurance in Los Angeles. Again, well, I, love it. I was able to, because I grew up at a country club, so I knew how to play that game, you know. But I went to Catholic school. Gotcha. Um, and so I learned to tie a, a double Windsor by the time I was in the sixth grade and um, came to L.A. Um, and uh, my uncle fired me after seven months because oh. I was, you know, I, I, I was able to come out to L.A. and visit and keep the charade, you know, yeah. 
and but after uh, after time, you know, it just I I was exposed and is the you know he had every right to do what he did. I was worthless and pathetic, and I hated it. I did not want to do that. Right. But, you know, it was going to give me money, and I didn't know how else I was going to make money. I, I had literally I had no idea. So anyway, yeah. I I became a I, I smoked weed and played frisbee on the beach for a year. Love it. And then uh, I started working as a production assistant. Um, as okay. A on yep. TV commercials, mostly a few shows. <sighs> Was still drinking and partying, doing a lot of acid and. and Love uh, it. <laughs> it's, it's hard. I will say, so I've worked a couple crafty tables. I can admit that it is very hard. I'm sure. Um, I only think I did it like three or four times, but you know, everybody is up to these wee hours. It's very hard not to get sucked into the whole, like, okay, well we're up anyway. It's the crew. We just finished. Like, let's go party. We got to be up in three hours anyway. Like, you know, it's hard not to. Yeah. Might as well smoke an eight ball of cocaine. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh wait, not everybody did that. So, so, uh, I, uh, I did, I was PA for a while. And then a friend of mine said she was going to take acting class. And she said, you know, you should, you should give it a try. And, and, uh, I got into acting class and I liked it, you know, I thought it was cool, but I was still partying and stuff. And then, um, I had a, one of my acting, um, uh, partners one of my scene partners like it was I was on like a 48 hour run it was yeah early in the morning Santa Monica Boulevard back the, there are these things called pay phones back then where you actually had to stand and do, 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 press these and I remember like you know my jaw was moving all over the place I was so gacked and uh and um there was this heavy set bare chested hairy uh with big belly walking along santa monica boulevard in in daisy dukes classic yeah and uh no shirt daisy dukes you know and i'm from what i could see there was no underwear going on and then he began to urinate as he was walking so that was a (laughs) oh no visual anyway i called my that's a side note i called my uh my scene partner, I was like, yeah, bro, I'm just not feeling so good today, man. You know, yeah. I, just, I got maybe the flu. And he was like, eh, oh, Eddie, I'm going to get another scene partner because you're not, you're not serious about this. And I am. And that was kind of a, you know, it was kind of a touchstone moment for me. I was like, it was one of the first, yeah, you know, bell rings for me in regards to my sobriety, you know? Right. Right. So, so you know eventually I think about a year later I I got sober and my acting started I I started doing national commercials and ironically beer commercials for uh, Coors Light and I I did a little um, series of those I mean I had a I had a jalopy but it had gas in it I lived in a dump but the rent was paid you know so it was like yeah I was I was actually kind of for the first time in my life doing it on my own right and uh you know i just started getting really lucky i I mean i did study hard in class i worked really hard in class because once i got sober i basically lost all my 
my peer group, you know, because right. doing their thing. And so I would go to class every night and study and I did, I did really well for a long time. I mean, about 20, 24 years or so that I never had any other job except uh, my acting. And then, and then, you know, the, the, the wokeites um, have kind of changed things. Are we, uh, did I, oh, oh, well. Um, yeah, no, we're good. This is a free, this is the thing is like this podcast, the reason why I not to cut you off, but just to, no. to let you know, this is a safe space. Like, of course, anything that eventually, if you don't feel comfortable, like talking about, we can edit it out, but oh. like, um, you know, basically the reason I wanted to start this podcast was because, and we briefly talked about it on the plane was how having converse, having hard conversations specifically, just having conversations in general are so important. And if we're not getting the full story, we're all going to be fuming. Like, it's that whole thing where if you're just like bottling things in, we had almost like this large silent majority, just like bottling all their thoughts and feelings. And I was like, oh my God, if we don't start at least kind of like having conversations about this, it's just going to implode. Yeah. And I think that what a lot of people don't understand is that we don't all have to get along. We don't all have to, to believe the same things, but you know, learning from each other is, I guess, uh, to me, a big part of the human experience. And uh, why not have these yeah, conversations? I mean, we, we don't have to agree to get along. Right. You know? Like, we can still get along without agreeing on everything. Uh, I mean, I, gosh, I have, I mean, most of my friends out here, you know, I mean, they don't really, if, if we're going to go down like the ideological political road, which, you know, is so dangerous, especially if you don't uh, toe the line in regards to right. modern day narrative. Um, right. and, and I would never, I would never um, consider going, I'm not going to be your friend anymore because you don't believe exactly what I believe. You right. Know, there, there's more to who we are. And I, I just, it's it's been really baffling for me the last few years how right uh, you know how this divisiveness has has uh, you know um, distanced uh, people from one another people who might True. otherwise get along True know? and and you know in a time of um, solitude I guess you'd think that the more that we came together it would be you know better for everybody you know, what is the, not to make a joke right now, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, the, uh, in the eighties, when they did the feed, the children, you know, we, it was we like, are the world. we are the world, you know, what, why didn't that happen? We had more right. of like divisiveness happen. And I'm like, what is, what's going on? We could have uh, done a whole new me. thing. Uh, pardon me, ma'am. But we did have <laughs> imagine. We, we, oh imagine my God. We're oh my God. all in together. <laughs> Oh, you just uh, brought up a repressed memory. Oh my God. I mean, how tone deaf do you just have kidding. to be? Right. That but was I, bad. You know, like, that just, was bad. I actually made fun of it on my, I made a video and made fun of it. Every once in a while, I just can't help myself. I have to, I, cause on social media, I, anymore, I pretty much just go fart joke, basket <laughs> of puppies um you know salute the veterans 
right do it all over again you know because i'm not getting involved in all that man. no and I, I completely agree and I, I think that's the other thing is even you know we're talking about towing the line which of course like we don't we want to we don't want to do anything that's going to put either one of our reputations on the line which is it's almost hilarious to say that because it's like i don't think we've really done anything for that to happen but it could just be one word taken out of context it could be all these things and especially when you're an actor and you're in the public eye i can only imagine how I don't even know the right word, how um, stifling and hard that would be because as an actor and somebody who's like a, a comic as well, it's like that creativity and that energy comes from authenticity. It comes from openness. It comes from testing the boundaries. It comes from, uh, you know, trying and failing. And if you're not giving, if you're not going to be able to be given a second chance after maybe like bombing a joke or misreading a crowd, that is traumatizing. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, look, look what happened to Dave Chappelle the other night, you know, like, right. It, you know, because he hasn't you know, um, again, towed the the policy line, and he's like saying, "Wait, this seems odd to me." And he's not doing it in a, in a malicious way. He's just point. That's what comedians do, man. You know, they're For the test they, of time. Comics have always pushed the boundaries and tested the. You know, like how far can I, you know, push this out and still make it? Because if it's if it's actually funny it's funny because it's true you know and people go wow i never thought of it that way right you know and then it's relatable happens so yeah yeah but uh yeah so i it was nice to it, going back to our flight it was nice to just meet some you know like person that I could sit and talk to and uh, not have to censor myself, you know? You know, while you're eating M&Ms, I wasn't like, pull your mask up. Oh, yeah. That was actually like, you know, a side you note. Why mask we... anxiety with my, re... was I giving you mask anxiety? Not at all. Okay. That was, that was what was freeing is that, okay. So both of us too, like you're wearing your glasses right now. I'm not wearing mine right now. I'm wearing my contacts, but I had my glasses on and that was a thing that nobody you know, not saying like, oh, people wearing glasses, we're not thought about. But that was one thing in the whole mask day and age. I was like, I cannot see anything. I know. I know. <laughs> if, if this if is I on. I walk into places and just be like, okay, hi, here I am. Oh, I've got my <laughs> mask on. I can't see where I'm going. Same. I was like, I have to pull this down like a little bit because it's literally like, it's like opening up a dishwasher. I can't freaking see anything. Dude. I, I mean, I, well, the whole thing is just, I, I get, Trust I would me. get anxiety too. Like, you know, right. I would feel, I would feel claustrophobic. You know, I, I have anxiety already, you know, Same. I, I, I have a lot of anxiety. And so like this, thing on my face and like same no, no. It, it was a it was a huge thing that nobody you know everybody wanted to talk about like oh you're giving me anxiety because you're not wearing it it's like what about all the people it's like you know breathing techniques have been the thing that keep me calm and able yeah. to be uh functional 
exactly. so now I, I can't do that. Um, but I remember that was like very refreshing because I think you were like eating your M&Ms and you're like, you're like, I found this trick with my glasses where it like, it holds it up, but I can still eat the M&Ms on the plane. And I was like, I'm going to try that because I literally cannot see right now. And I'm like, you don't care. I'm not wearing this. You're like, no, it's fine. And I was like, thank you. You know, yeah. Those like- I, I thought that I could hang my mask off the, the right. arm and it would it would look like I had my mask on. Right. But, you know, it was just it was, you know, me thumb in the eye of the, you know, the, you. The, the Hitlerian uh, stewardess that, you know, I, I just. um uh, anyway, uh, yeah, you know, but- they'll be like, oh, so we found out Eddie McClintock's anti-mask. Well, <laughs> oh, trying to kill grandma, are we? Isn't that special? Yeah, like, all right. Yeah, that's me, man. Yep. Guilty. Guilty as charged. See, I have gotten to that place as well because I, um, I'm actually currently in school for um, Ayurvedic medicine and holistic medicine right now because I got so frustrated with the system. Um and we don't have to really go into it, but I'll just share like my side of things because it was so frustrating to me because I actually medically was signed off to like not get the the shot. Um, and I was trying to express that, especially, you know, us living in LA. Um, I was like, so I'm not allowed to go into a, a restaurant, even though I have like a doctor's note saying right. that I'm fine. I already, I also already had COVID like, et cetera, et cetera. So I got so frustrated with the medical system that I was like, well, what's something I can do? It's like somewhat intro, uh, um, infiltrate the system from the inside. So let me try to like start studying this. And as I was studying it, the reason why I got so weird about the mask is it was like, oh crap, like all of the germs that we're breathing out and like the carbon dioxide that's supposed to leave our body. This is actually, uh, you know, I had posted something about like, poison. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, and I wasn't trying to be like, I was, I was trying very hard to just be as uh, factual and, and objective. Yeah. And uh, objective. That's the right word. Objective is possible where I was like, Hey guys, I actually think this could be a thing that's getting us sicker, you know? And I remember posting that. And then of course it's like, she, like what you're saying with the voice, it's like, she's an anti-vaxxer, anti-masker. She's from the South, like all this stuff. And I was like, I am, that's the last time I'm commenting on it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, I'm really just like, I'm so pro choice, like live your life that makes you happy. You know what I mean? That's really all I was saying. I was just trying to show people like, Hey, like in my studies, this might be a thing, but you know, as we were talking about, it's like, it was very hard to, to express any type of opinion that went against the grain. So well, yeah, especially yeah. because it became completely political. Like if you had any dissenting or even questioned the you know the 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 narrative you were branded so you know you were people were shut just forced into silence you know right and i don't mean to go back to this but because you know you experienced the whole um acting side of this as well i do want to ask a question so when the pandemic started not only were you, you know, nobody's able to work. So nobody can go to sets. So I'm sure that was hard. And then uh, I realized to a lot of um, my acting friends, it's like, you know, they're not being casted anymore because they want to do more diversity casting, which, you know, has been, that's great. Like everybody needs a chance to, to get in it, but 
Um, yeah. Like what was your, what was your thoughts just going into the pandemic as an actor? Like what was your experience with all of that? Well, it, it had, uh, it had started a couple years before that. Okay. And, um, you know, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll qualify by saying, look, as you just said, you know, I, I want everybody to have a job. I, yeah. I don't care if you're purple, you know, yeah. if you, you know, I mean, if everybody's willing to work hard, then, then they should work. Right. But you know, this, this business, it's never been, it's, there's, there's no objectivity in this business. It's all subjective because, yeah. you know, so there's no way to, there's no way to definitively prove that anyone is being, um, openly discriminated against because they say it's art you know because they say you know oh it's, yeah it's yeah so yeah it has to be this or this is my vision or whatever right right I, I just know that um when this whole thing started with the you know there's like a thing it's called the BIPOC initiative mm. so it's black indigenous people of color so basically first of all I'm I'm older, so I've aged out of the, you know, the... I would cast you, Eddie. Oh, thank you. <laughs> if uh, I ever I, direct anything, I'm casting you. Oh, uh, well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, I, I kind of aged out of the of the advertising target, right? So... Crazy. Um, and, and I'm uh, a male, and... You I'm are a white male, so you a suck. white, heterosexual, old male... <sighs> In so like bam 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 all the you know so things like started to go south before right. that and and by the time the just before the um, the riots uh, broke out I um, I was talking to my wife I'm like what okay I have to make money I have to be able to provide right. for my family I've sat around on my ass waiting for the phone to ring right it, I, I can't wait around anymore and I so I was like what what could what can I do this is all I've ever done who's gonna hire me and to do what like what what are they gonna hire me to do I'm not qualified right. to do anything um and then I just said you know the one thing I thought I could do that I could be proud of when I came home at night and my sons could be proud of me um, I decided that I would uh, apply to LAPD. Oh, wow. So I, I at age 53, um, applied to LAPD. I went down and um, did, you know, I mean, I was in a room with about 250 other you wow. know, applicants and they're all like 19, 20. Right. And I'm this old man sitting there, but I took the, I've always been, I've always stayed in shape because of my wrestling. So the physical fitness qualifiers, I tested real high. I tested real high on the, uh, the uh, personality test yeah. or whatever. And then they did the background uh, test on me, asking me if I had ever done drugs. Oh. If so, what drugs have I done? <laughs> How many times? I mean, I basically said, look, I, I did drugs from 1980 to 
And, you know, like, I can't tell you, I, you know, yes, I did them all. I did pretty much everything. And, um, no points for honesty. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I told them I, I put in there, they, they never asked, well, are you sober? But I, in a few, I, at the end, I was like, and I'm, you know, at that time, I guess I was, you know, 19, 20 years sober at the time. And, um, anyway, the next day, my, my, uh, uh, my, my application on the website was gone. And so, yeah. So I, uh, you know, it was a bummer. Um, and, uh, but then the riots broke out and, you know, we're watching TV, we're watching cops get run over by car, you know, just down and Molotov cocktail. And, and my wife just is like, you know, I'm, I'm glad that didn't work out for you. Yeah. Weird, like blessings in disguise. Yeah. the, the, the important part of it for me was that I actually went and did I at least tried that's the hardest part it was it was like because I was you know I'm hanging on to my acting career like this and I'm terrified to let go of it right and um because it's all I know yeah and you know I was willing to step outside the box and and at least you know give it a try for the sake of my family so you know that helps me to walk a little taller um at least oh, yeah. I, I gave it a shot and so were you working warehouse 13 when how long were you doing warehouse 13 i did for? i did warehouse 13 for about six years we did five okay. seasons but i mean this is like yeah 2010 gotcha so 2010 11 12 13 14 15 Gotcha. And then I went from there. I went to a show called Shooter with uh, Ryan Philippi and Omar Epps. And uh, I did 10 episodes of that. And then they killed me. And then, and, then, um, and then I went from that to a show called No Good Nick that was on. It, it was kind of like a Disney show. Okay. But it was, but it was on Netflix. Gotcha. And, uh, and I did 10 of those. And uh And then we got canceled, unfortunately. Um, And then uh, I did an episode of uh, The Mighty Ducks with uh, and Lauren Graham. That was cool. And then they were all like, Eddie, you're part of the team now. Because I played Lauren Graham's ex-father and the father or ex-husband and the father of the lead kid. So, you know, I was and then Emilio left this year. Uh, because of the pro uh the covid protocols um he didn't agree with the uh, covid protocols, so he left and then um it was a josh dumel now so Uh, i don't know it it doesn't look like uh that that's gonna happen and and you know it's like i i just had to get used to it now i'm right right and I, and I've started doing other, other things to, to make money. And, and so, you know, I, I'm not so worried about it anymore. I'm sure that's, it's a relief because, okay. I have two side notes, actually, sorry. And then I want to get back. First off, I just did a yoga class where Josh Dumas was in my class and I was like, that guy looks familiar. (laughs) And he had like the karate kid headband. And I was like, love it okay (laughs) 
it was funny. Hey, huh? <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> it was funny. And I was like, oh yeah, that's that guy. Yeah. Anyway, so that was my with the thing in the hay. Right. So weird, like parallels to your life, to my life. It's like, huh, yeah. that guy's in my life too. Very, very briefly. Yeah. Um, but what is it like to get killed off a show? Um, you know, beforehand, like when they cast you, he, he, uh, our exec producer told me on, okay. on day one. Okay. That, that is better. I feel yeah. like my instead first, of <laughs> my first day of shooting, we we're got, you know, uh, his name is John Lavin really cool guy uh that was a great experience uh working on that show because it was all uh like a lot uh several of the writers were veterans um because i don't know if you're familiar with the story but it's based on the mark Wahlberg movie called shooter he's a former oh. i think a marine corps sniper army sniper i can't remember which but uh so mark was the exec producer of the of the show and and wow. I was surrounded by vets and, and, you know, like I, I just get along with those, like, you know, yeah. the wrestling, we'd stand around and play the circle game or, you know, play bag tag or, you know, right. somebody would pull their bag out of the, their pants and, you know, it'd be like, dude, and you look over and, you know, it's <laughs> like 13 year old humor, um, which never grew out of <laughs> No, Now they say, they say once you, when you, the years uh, that you start to use drugs and alcohol to cope. Oh, wow. Um, you don't uh, develop uh, normal coping skills because you have replaced your, your no normal coping skills with the thing that helps you to cope, which right. causes arrested development. <clears throat> so <laughs> here I am. I mean, you know, I've grown up a little bit. Um, uh, more so this, this past year, because, uh, after losing my mom and dad, both it's kind of oh. like, you know, you can, and it's, it definitely changes your perspective. So. Right. Well, first off, I would never know that you were in your fifties. So yeah. yeah, you're not old, whatever this whole acting thing is, which is hilarious to me. It's like, yeah. you know, even at 29, I'm old, you know, if I try to get a job, I gotta be 16 or something. Nah. It's weird. You're right? fine. Uh, well, thank you. You're, you're doing great. Well, I appreciate you, Eddie. You're fucking awesome. Uh, but yeah, yeah, okay. Side note too, I found out, I feel like I have some inside scoop about you that uh -oh. you're, well, you told me, but yeah. you are directing your own project now. Yeah, I just, I just did. Yeah. yeah. And okay, so finished. Oh, okay. So, yeah. um, can you talk about this? Sorry. Are you in yeah, the sure, sure. So, so here's what happens. Um, the, the acting thing dries up, right? Right. I'm panicked. I try and be a cop. That doesn't work out. Um, I don't know if you know who Dean Kane is. He played Superman in a show called Lois and Clark. Um, I actually just watched that. Yeah. Like a year ago. With, yeah. With, uh, the, what's her name from... Uh, anyway uh terry hatcher so it was terry hatcher dean kane he played superman so um that went on for a long time and he he does a lot of other stuff and so we we actually met at a convention and and kind of hit it off and and uh we'd been texting and talking on the phone and whatever and i called him and i was like i was like because he does these little faith-based films oh wow and um and i was like it, you know if you ever need someone and the thing was like and i've talked about this it's like at that time 
I wasn't getting into it because I'm like, oh, that's my niche. You know, the faith based mm -hmm. films, I, you know, because of my strong religious faith, I'm going to do that. Right. I wanted to work and I needed money. Right. And um, so I, Dean got me in uh, to this uh, with this film company and I did three or four films with them. And, you know, like, yes, they're they're Christian films, but they don't beat you over the head with their dogma or anything. It's just they're just stories about that have hope. Love it. Them. And like, you know, they may say God a few times or whatever in there. Yeah. But it's not some like, you know, you're not being beaten on the altar of, you know, Jesus or whatever. It's uh, and I like that. And, and the people that I was around, like, I mean, they were awesome. Awesome. Good Love people. it. So, so anyway, he said to me after about the third or fourth film I had done with him, he was like, look, I love I love how you are with the other actors. I love how if the scene doesn't work, you find a way to make he goes, would you direct one of my films? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I went down to San Diego, uh, was down there for two weeks. Um, it, like as far as my desire to be creative and my art I, it felt like my chest cracked open mm -hmm. because I was like once I kind of got it and mm -hmm. was get, I was like this is something that I really enjoy oh love you that know? and the acting ha had kind of become you know just a job thing you know mm -hmm. like a money thing right and I hadn't had a job since Well, Shooter, I was able to be creative and, and that was fun. And, and Warehouse 13 was basically just me licking things and pressing buttons and farting, you know, I mean, so again, you know, fun. <laughs> 13 year old man child gets to be himself on screen. Um, so it was nice to be able to like discover that I still have some kind of or passion or call it whatever right. you want. like right. some some creative drive you know? right and I'm sure too the way that I just took it being around people who are so hopeful and a time especially you know in LA it was kind of hard to find friends who were hopeful for a while I know that I definitely um uh what's the word I put myself into solitude almost even though we were kind of getting a, a foot out the door uh literally and figuratively um but yeah I was finding myself in solitude because I just wanted to find that happiness that spark that wasn't there for a while and nobody wanted to talk about it nobody wanted to find hope in anything it felt very low so I'm sure being around just people with this like perpetual hopeful mindset was just like it exists still yeah like yeah. Oh yeah. my God. And I, I, I kind of found that myself with just like a few friends here and there, you know, it was like, Oh wait, we still have things that, you know, life isn't over. This is just right. one of those yin and yang as above. So below things where like, we're really trapped in the dark right now, but it's, it's always just a little mind trick, you know, there's always something. And so I feel like too, hearing like, okay, now you found directing this is your yeah. Spielberg moment. You know, I had on the fancy pants and I had the crop and the mom. Do you have a chair? I had the chair, the whole thing. Um, there you go. Uh, 
Yeah, you know, I mean, after 20 some years in uh, working in Hollywood, um, it it tears your guts out, you know, and you 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 almost recede because you know you're getting beat up so much. Um, I mean, you know, let's say if you're lucky enough as an actor to get one audition, good for you. If you're lucky enough to get 10, mm. then you're doing really good. And if you're lucky enough to get a one job out of the 10, yeah, you're really lucky. <laughs> you know, right. It's like, there are people that are far more talented than I am that, you know, can't even get an agent. And so, um, but so pulling back and withdrawing and going, okay, at least, you know, when I'm in my, in here, um, I'm not being bombarded by, you know, you're a loser, you're a failure, you failed again, you know, look at that guy, he's got doing this. And then you, you, on top of you, you have those people that are coming in going, oh, me, I just, uh, well, I booked this and then I'm, I'm going here. Oh, you know, wow, they're flying me to the Philippines for that. I'm like, no, I don't, I, you know, I'm not going to fly uh, business class first, class. you know, and you're just like, ah, okay, cool. Good for you. I'm trying to be happy for you. Um, right. Like that's so great, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and when I first started acting, I had this, like still this wrestler's mentality that right. so, like I'd walk into audition rooms and be like, like what's up like we were gonna like <laughs> brawl or something for this job I feel you and where you then, couldn't let your like real self show it's like I gotta be all hard man like, yeah 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 don't and then mess with me after all the years when you see those guys that have actually been able to stick around right. and haven't gone back to North Carolina or gone back to Ohio or gone back right you know most of them I mean a That's year, a big thing. two, three, four, yeah. 10, 15, you know, after a while you just go, brother, I hope you get it. You know, right. if it ain't me, I hope it's you. I hope it's any of you, because if you've stuck around this long, you right. know, you've, you've paid your dues, which is kind of, which is kind of the, the, the difficulty in, in, opening myself up to this whole thing that's happening with my career because I'm like look look wait a minute I've been here for 25 years man yeah like you know I've I've busted my ass I've been said no to I've had shows canceled that I thought were you know I've had pilot 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 show 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 canceled canceled you know yeah and then to be and then to be you know, because no one will ever come out again. No one will ever be, admit that this is happening because they just never will. Yeah. And a lot of people are probably going, oh, come on, man. You're just old and bitter. So whatever, they're fine. I know what I know what's going on. And, and it's hard to be, you know, to do the good on you because right. it's like, Hey, it's like when you when you've stood in line at the DMV for an hour, and then you know this guy just waltzes in and goes up, and and you're like, and then you have to decide. You're like, am I gonna be that guy and be like, yo, 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 man, right, bro, what are you doing? You know, and are you gonna right. cause a thing, or are you gonna go? 
he needs to be there more badly than than me right now for whatever his reason you know you gotta right. taking the high road is is you know it's not always easy it's not, i mean and 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 geez i mean twitter like i get i get on twitter and i'm like oh that is the dumbest thing <laughs> that i've ever heard in my life you're a moron you need to disappear and then i delete it and it goes on and i i'm i've actually moved through that phase now i just go <laughs> okay okay uh, and then i scroll down to you know basket of puppies right right me too i <laughs> Okay. It's been so funny. Cause lately, like, oh my God, I thought I was like done with Twitter, you know, during the last two years or like just living in LA with all the mandates and like, that was like the thing that would make me like want to respond is like, you know, I'm so like body autonomy. That's like my hill that I'll die on. And, uh, so now too, like with even, you know, it's one thing after the other or the, you know, it's like, which one's going to make us outraged. And so I've, I've just taken a step back. And so I like told I was like, I'm loving light now. Like if I tweet anything, it's like, you got this man. <laughs> like, I saw a little, I saw a little thing from you yesterday. You were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Cause it was right. about body autonomy. And I, right. I mean, I, you know, I thought, I honestly, I saw it and I was like, well, you know what? I mean, this is obviously something she feels strongly about, which I don't blame her, but you know, good, good luck because right. And I, there's I nothing that you say right. is going to change no matter how it, it's right. like when you were, you were saying, Hey guys, I've read all these books. I've been studying, right. It, it, nothing that you say is going to you're just pissing into the wind, you know? Right. And so I remember I did say something yesterday. I immediately deleted it like 30 minutes later. Oh, I was like, did? yeah, like, cause I was just like, I was like, it doesn't matter that I was here looking at this or not. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, it's, it's like every, yeah. <clears throat> Twitter is like every, not, not every one of our thoughts or ideas needs to be out into the world very you know? true true and, and there are many thoughts and ideas that i have that you know don't need to be responded to which is why they're thoughts and ideas and not right things that come out of my mouth when i'm on the public square right right but but, but twitter is just like <laughs> verbal diarrhea you know it's just and like, everybody's having at the same time like yeah everybody's so talking at the same time no one's listening no one's listening. So I definitely have taken that step back, like you were saying, because it's like, I can even imagine too being, you know, all the kind of being, it's almost like we found ourselves too, whether we, I, I've always loved like the X-Files and I've loved conspiracy out of just, it's been cool to look into and whatever. So, you know, diving more deep over the last couple of years, but then finding like this whole other side of conspiracy where it's like, oh, I don't, I don't think that that's real. You know, where it's, it goes into like all of the Victoria's Secret models are men. And you're like, okay, wow, we've got some really yeah. weird stuff going on. Yeah. So, you know, I can only imagine as an actor with all like the Hollywood conspiracy stuff too. It's like one second, you got like some people on your side. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, he's a part of the Hollywood elite. He's going to Illuminati meetings. He, we can't trust him. <laughs> he's yeah. controlled yeah. opposition. That, I, mean, I don't think that's, I don't. <laughs> I don't know if that I've reached that level of fame where they're like, you know, Eddie McClintock drinks the blood, blood of, of children, of, you know, child 
scrotums or whatever it is that they whatever i mean right there's some weird right. thing about baby's blood out there and oh. the whole hollywood elite i mean i'm just like yeah all good. of that all of that so it's like you know one side of the thing versus the other and it's like okay i am going to go pet my dog i'm gonna yeah. go direct a film i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna start a podcast <laughs> you know just things like that it's like after a while that when there's so much noise and I think they did this study actually with ice cream flavors where if you have too many ice cream flavors you have too much information everybody just wants vanilla or chocolate right, at the right. end it's too much to you know like think about like yeah you don't you just want to go with what you know and right ease on down the road right so you end up finding people it's like oh, you know what I actually just want to like have a nice day with my significant other maybe go grab some food maybe go breathe some fresh air how dare and, you right <laughs> and like that's where we've cut I, I feel like there's a lot of people who's like yeah this the little things in life always. Exactly. Like. And, you know, for me, I, I think naturally I'm kind of a social creature. Like I like talking to people. Me too. Um, yeah. As long as I'm not feeling judged, which is, you know, a whole other thing. But me too. More, you know, normally I'm like, uh, you know, like I, I talked it like I'm saying like a lot. I apologize. Um, You're good. Uh, my wife and I used to do Runyon Canyon a lot and everybody that would walk by I'd be like hey 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 how are you and she was like why do you say she's like I why do you say hi to everybody that goes by and I'm just like well they're they're they're, they're right there I mean what do you are they just supposed to are you not supposed to acknowledge them and and when I I was in New York City uh, over uh, Christmas holiday and, you know, I'm walking down the street, everybody's like freezing and I'm like, hey, hey, hey. And, and the guy I was with is from New York and he's just like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, that, that's not how we do it here in New York. And I was just like, oh, all right. But so the point is like, I feel myself kind of going, pulling in and going, all right, I want to move to Montana or Idaho yeah. or Wyoming. Yeah, get a couple of horses for my wife and right. you know, shoot some guns and run around naked on in the prairie. And love I, it. I don't have to be around people. I'm because it's just gotten so crazy. It's just so I'm like, whoa, man, this is too nuts. I'm already yeah. nuts. Like I, I'm, I don't need more nuts. You know. Me too. Yeah. It, it's that fine line we walk. Yeah. It's like potential crazy people like we got to be self-aware like just like yeah. to be alone <laughs> yeah but I feel that same way where um you know even though I live in LA I kind of like moved out towards the valley I really hang out with me and my dogs and that's like that's what makes me happy now where it's like all my life and like you know you're from Ohio I'm from North Carolina I do the same thing in my car it's like it's it's ingrained in me if anybody's walking down the sides, hey, and people are, okay, do I know her? No, you don't. I'm just wishing you a happy are you day. Are trying to steal my wallet? <laughs> right. No, I won't join your cult. Well, right. I didn't say anything about <laughs> Like, why are you smiling at me? Because I have like a very animated face. So like, before I know, it, I'm like, 
It's like <laughs> crazy girls like looking at me again. So I, I feel you on that. Um, but yeah, it's like you just start realizing I, I had always wanted to be in the city after North Carolina. I was like, oh, I want to be a city girl. Like that's where the action is. And although I do love that, like, okay, anything is at my disposal or disposal when I'm feeling that way. I do just, you know, simplicity. It's Are you really in Hollywood. So I'm up in North Hollywood. Oh, okay. Yeah. So still like a bit more just out of the way. Yeah. I, my wife and I met in West Hollywood. And then we moved from West Hollywood to Studio City. Love it. Had kids, moved from Studio City to Sherman Oaks. Love it. And then moved from Sherman Oaks to Agora and Agora. So we've been moving steadily out, out and away. So now we're in Westlake, which is, you know, it's depending on the traffic, it's probably 45 minutes, 50 minutes to, to North Hollywood. Oh my God. So, okay. I just keep having, I've never heard of Agora until this year. So I've lived here almost six years now in, in, LA, in California, LA. And now my boyfriend lives in Agora. Oh yeah. And so I've been out there and I was like, there's farmland around here. This is a hidden gem. Like I might have to bleep out the name. So like people don't know, you right. know, cause I was like, Whoa, where am I? Yeah, it's the first terrible time. out here. It's awful. It's terrible. Here. Don't go there. Don't yeah, go there. No, 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 no. There's horse poop everywhere. And you'll, you they know. take up the side of the roads. Like, just yeah. don't go there. Nope. You know, when you're robbing, you could like step in poop as you're robbing. <laughs> and then that could foil your whole caper. Um, right. Uh, and there's the Canyon Club there in Agora, which, you know, you, you and your people could come out and do music. They have live music out there and they have all kinds of great older bands love it you know that are that are you know kind of in their yeah in the twilight of their career but still great bands um stuff that I grew up on and you know the people are good and and it's uh, so like it reminds me of being in my hometown it is so like I mean I always knew that with every little subsection of LA I was like okay West Hollywood's different vibe than North Hollywood Hollywood's different but I was like I am, I like this place. This yeah. is nice. This is its own thing. And, and speaking of around there and like Woodland Hills area too, I also am the host of um, my boyfriend's shop, which if you want to shop ever at the milk room, we would love to have you on that podcast too. What, I'm just real milk room. Oh, you should come by. So we do a lot of shows there, tons of like from anything from like high school bands come play to people who've got like a little bit of traction. Um, I've performed there. That was the first time I ever performed before. Like uh, me and my boyfriend started dating. We were just friends. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, it's cool, but we do a lot of like entertainment store? podcasts. Yeah. It's a store. There's a, like, it's basically like luxury vintage clothing. Oh, cool. Yeah. So secondhand. So we've got a ton. Oh, you love the shirts. It's like, um you know Led Zeppelin concert t-shirts and stuff like that all of that Iron Maiden text me some stuff I got you I have a band um maybe you know I'll I'll send you the sick they're called the 666 but they're they were just there no Eddie they were just there get out of here (laughs) are you serious are we like spiritual cousins or What's something? Up? That's so crazy. Yeah, yes, my, they. 
Yeah, Mad Our Luke. Our best friend's uh, son, Jonah, is the drummer. Brian Bowen, do you know Brian Bowen Smith? And, oh. and Hold on. All right. This is so funny. You guys already know that because then also um, Maddie. The, See, I don't, I just know. Um, just know the drummer. Yeah, yeah. Okay, hold on, because I'm going to show you. I got so many videos of the drummer. And what was funny is that the the parents that were there, like, it, it was hilarious. I, I actually had a thought of you. I was like, oh, they kind of remind me of Eddie. Like, this one guy looked like you. And I was like, oh, like, that's funny. But I did, I, it totally escaped my head after that. It and might the, so been, you, It might have been David Boreanaz. Photographer? No, he's uh, an actor. Anyway. Okay, maybe. Hold no, on. Uh, Brian is a it, Brian is hilarious, and his wife Shay, um, she's awesome. They're like love two, it. And Brian is a photographer. He is like you know, he was uh, Herb Ritz's assistant back in the day, and so he's done really really well for himself. And he and he just happens to be awesome. And his son Jonah, who has grown up with my sons um is now ripping on the drums so good too hold on i think i i think i have the video here this kid oh yeah there yeah. he is oh yeah that's so funny yeah he's he's cool man i've known right. him since he was doing poopy and peepee in his <laughs> in his diapy this is the part i'm gonna send him i'm just kidding i don't think i got his social but i got the 666 like yeah. uh, the front girl maddie she followed me and she was so cute like their parents were great i was like what cool parents to like support their rock band like yeah this is what's up well that was at the milk room so you should definitely uh, awesome. come by awesome yeah that um the wife uh will love that stuff i mean i like it too yeah. but i know it's generally pretty expensive so he has wear. really good prices oh he does yeah like nice. anything from like 20 to 60 bucks for sure yeah like all that stuff what do you got for fiverr fiverr there's we there's a 10 dollar rack oh yeah 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 oh, you, huh <laughs> I'm, your I got you. <laughs> I'm your man i got you <laughs> <laughs> i'm in i'm in i'll be like eddie don't tell anybody you got five dollars off it's five dollars what you had me you had me at ten dollar rack oh, my boyfriend already hears this and be like what are you doing <laughs> right? you're giving people free things How dare you? <laughs> no but you should totally i'll text you we'll yeah. have you on as a guest to that podcast too because that one's like more it. like entertainment band have your band play if you've got a band whatever um, um yeah good vibes i mean you know i wanted to be in nine foot spikes at one time you should do a nine foot, foot spikes cover band. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yo, what? Okay, I know we're hitting that hour mark, so I know you got to go take the kiddo to get a haircut. Yeah, I've got, I, I've got um, his hair. He's getting his hairs cut. Love so, it. Uh, but I, I've got a few more minutes, so. Okay, cool. Well, okay, this is what I want to hear though. Then, because I, I like to finish off podcasts like this. Um, sometimes this question can be annoying. But now that you've found yourself in this new directing role, maybe this is something that is in your, your field of vision. But for the next five years, you know, now that you're going into this new wave, what would you love to see or what would you love to accomplish? Uh, it doesn't have to be in acting, but just in your life. Is it the Wyoming thing? Uh, what do you think? 
Um, uh, the biggest thing I want to accomplish is getting my sons um, prepared for the rest of their lives. It's yeah. crazy right now, man, with the wax yeah. and the weed and the thing. And it's just, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And, you know, um, my wife is 22 years sober. I'm 21. And so, you know, um, that whole thing has been interesting. They're doing, they're doing pretty good, you know, good. but, uh, but so, you know, to, my biggest job in the world is to take care of my family right yeah and and to and to protect my friends you know yeah like I, everybody asked me about this my tattoo they're like why do you have an airplane on your arm and it's like it's the a-10 and the a-10 is the favorite aircraft of our ground troops right because when they're in trouble um, they call in the A-10 and, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, so it was during COVID. I was just sitting around thinking and uh, I wanted to sh put something on my body that exemplified my commitment to my family and my friends, you know, like as their protector, or at least I like to see myself as that, you know, so anyway, I'd like, I'd, I want to make sure my boys are okay. And then I'd love to keep directing. I, I, yeah. I, you know, like to be able to explain to an actor who's maybe kind of new or nervous or whatever, and 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 to put them at ease and and let them create something on their own, and and maybe give them a note that where they go, oh, I hadn't thought of it that way, yeah. and then all of a sudden they get done and go, wow, that, I, and then they feel the excitement that I used to have you know um yeah uh, look I, I i'm sure i will I, I don't i know i'm just i'm jaded and and bitter and old but um so that's exciting to me the thought of continuing to do that and okay. um yeah like i i just want to i'd love to move somewhere where my wife and i could go skiing like if you're like let's go up to the mountain tomorrow and and ski for a couple days and love it and then be able to come back down and my wife rides horses we when we were in agora we had two horses and a donkey in our backyard oh, i love it it was so awesome it was so awesome but so she wants horses and yeah you know like we have three dogs a cat and a senegal parrot and um so we we love animals and yeah and uh you know animals as long as i have cable and internet and you know m&ms and copenhagen and diet coke and diet coke i'm good i'm good to go I'm good we're to good go. to go yeah I, I mean i love that and i i honestly what i see for you too if i am gonna do any of my like uh psychicness which you know i'm not gonna say this is foolproof or anything like that but something i see too is uh you know, creating that new place for people to go that in the acting world have never had that safe space. I feel like you could totally be that entrance point for a lot of people who, oh, you know, need just a, a nice, fun, safe space. And, you know, you got the 13 year old arrested development, <laughs> whatever skills <laughs> that that brings. 
<laughs> that brings joy and brings comfort. And I know that a lot of people in the acting world or just in the entertainment industry, like something is so tired there, you know, like this whole, even in, I, I worked in fashion for years and even the whole, like, you got to like demand things out of people or like you got to lay down the whip uh, to crack the whip or whatever at people to get things done. And you start realizing it's like, I'm acting, I'm making a shirt. Like what, what are we doing? You know, this should be a fun, creative process. That's why we do it. So I can see you kind of opening up some new gates. Can I just tell you, um, interestingly enough, my, the guy from the company that, um, that I've been working for, he wants me to open up uh, he wants me to run this thing down in San Diego. And he just said to me the other day, he was like, Hey, would you be interested in, in doing this, running this for me? And I was like, yeah, so I'm not, it's at the, it's at that stage. I don't know, you know, what's going to, but you know, uh, it, it's interesting that you said that. So I, I appreciate that. You know, I, I, I want, I want to, I want to, you know, bring joy to people. <laughs> that's that's take your kid to haircut i'm oh, sorry sorry no it's okay warning 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 terrifying warning. um i have to put on the most terrifying uh alarms because you know i'll either sleep through it or whatever i have like alarms set all throughout the day because of my adhd right. i have like 10 alarms like okay haircut okay then go here right i have to do so. the same thing otherwise i'll get lost in something yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And then I'll go, what? Oh, I, I was just thinking about it. How did I forget it? Yeah. So, yeah, that's so funny. Well, I guess I have, you know, uh, right now one out of one psychic prediction. So that was cool. You're a hundred percent. There I am. I said it almost like just kidding, but like, no, I'm, I'm legit over here. People. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Come, come recognize, <laughs> recognize you better recognize. I know all the terms, man. Listen <laughs> See, here, you're Alex. not old. Listen here, youngster. Cap, no cap. Hi, mama. Yeah, yeah. I'm just getting off. Here, I'll close it off. I'll close all it right. off. Yo, thank you so much again. I actually forgot to do my entire intro, but you know that's a whole other thing. But thank you so much, Eddie McClintock, for coming on the Flipside Podcast, where we talk everything upside down and inside out. And it was just such a pleasure to see you again. I know that, you know, life has changed so much since the initial time I met you. And um, all I'm wishing you is is definitely the best because you are just a a beautiful person. And I just, I'm so excited to see where the road takes you. Oh, thank thank you. Thank you, you, Alex. Back at you. And, you know, when you come out to Agora with your, with your dude, let us know. We could, babe, what's that restaurant over there? That's awesome. That we go to Basta. Amazing. I'll tell him. I'll be like, say no more. It's a double date. (laughs) All right. All right, doll. Take care. Thank you so much, Alex. And thank you guys for listening to listening to me ramble on. No, thank thank you so much for being a guest. I'm I'm freaking honored. So I appreciate you, Eddie. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Enjoy your day. Bye. Bye.